This is a Boathouse Studios podcast. To support this podcast and other podcasts like it, visit patreon.com slash boathouse studios or subscribe to Boathouse Studios on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your ear content. That's Boathouse Studios, B-O-A-T-H-A-U-S Studios, house spelt the German way. You ever think about your kids or your grandkids, huh? Sucking up their inheritance with that fucked oxygen tube? And Benny's fucked intensive care. You fucks, I hate you. I hate you both. I, I should, I should fucking both. Just right now, I should fucking kill you fucking both. You're the fucking reason this country's going down the drain. <laughs> You fucks. I hate hate you. you. I I hate hate you both. We are the Cinevals. Also known as you fucks. Yes. (laughs) And we are the reason this country's going down the drain. It's true. (laughs) That scene that we just listened to uh, starts with Nicolas Cage in the corner behind a door shaving his face. Electric razor. Just dry shaving his face. That's his reveal for the entrance of that scene. Mm -hmm. And then he threatens two old ladies by by taking off, by, what's a more violent word for taking? Ripping off the oxygen tube to this 400-year-old lady's nose and threatening both of them with a gun. Yeah. In case you uh, don't know what that scene is from, uh, it is from Bad Lieutenant, Port of Call, New Orleans, mm-hmm. from 2009. Yes, which we learned is um, not a sequel to Bad Lieutenant nope. uh, of 1992 fame, nope. uh, but rather vaguely not really a remake. A reimagining? Yes, a reimagining. Yeah. In the Bad Lieutenant universe. Yes. <laughs> Multiverse? What do we think? Ooh, definitely multiverse. Great. Yeah. Um, Val Kilmer is, oh, we are the Cinevals. Yes. Did I say that already? Who's to say? Who's it's to the say? bad lieutenant multiverse. A lot it's of things true. happen through here. Yes. <laughs> uh, we're back together in the same room. Whoa. Whoa. Forever. Forever. <laughs> Conveniently, we live together. Mm-hmm. So um, my germs are your germs, Camille. Mm-hmm. And your germs are my germs. And my, my germs, germs are, are your germs. germs. Your germs are my germs. Oh, that's nice. My germs are oh, hopefully know. contained within the house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, great. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, we just dropped the Ten Commandments musical. Boom. You're welcome for that. Mm-hmm. Tablet one, tablet two. Boom, boom. <laughs> um, and yeah, we're back with uh, Hot Off the Presses. <laughs> with bad lieutenant colon port of call new orleans new orleans <laughs> um so val kilmer is billed third yeah in this film and like if you go on to oh this is on i so fun fact if you haven't watched this movie and you'd like to you'd like to refresh your Bad Lieutenant Experience Brain. Um, it's on iTunes for like 99 cents. Yeah, you can for rent a it for 99 cents. Yeah. 99 Canadian cents. Yeah. Um, and even on iTunes when they're like starring these these three people and it's just a little like chunk of who's in the movie, Val Kilmer's still on there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's barely in the film though. Yeah. He's like tops and tails. I think mm. he's a thematic foil. Yeah. Yeah, nicely said. Mm-hmm. I would say 
as much as Nicolas Cage is bad lieutenant, Val Kilmer in a lot of ways is worse lieutenant. lieutenant. I think he's detective. Worst detective. <laughs> that's um that's the sequel title. There we go. Worst detective. Hell bad yeah. lieutenant, worst detective. Mm-hmm. Um great. Yeah, yeah, he's uh so he's in the tops and tails. Um he opens the film with with the, I was going to say Val Cage, Nick Cage. <gasps> Their son, Val Cage. Oh, yeah. I wish. My goodness. That'd be nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, they're they're partners. They start out as partners. I think so. And then um he they're they're both bad guys and they're in a It's it's just It's just after Hurricane Katrina. Mm-hmm. Things are flooded. Yeah. I.e. the jailhouse. Yeah. 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 So cut to flooded jailhouse, and there's like a single guy in jail yeah and it's um, the south so there's snakes in the water yeah oh that's right and gators Ooh, and stuff yeah more on gators later Ooh. <laughs> um yeah and and so they're uh val kilmer and nick cage are like talking about kind of doing crimes and maybe not crime not not straight up crime but like mm-hmm. dirty standard like dirty cop stuff totally corrupted cop mm-hmm um, and then there's a guy who's like trapped in a jail cell and the water is rising. And I'm like, oh, fuck, that's literally the worst way to go. Yeah. 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 Um, and yeah, uh, Val Kilmer talks about how he has $55 cotton underpants. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and then he eventually uh, jumps into the water. Nick to... Cage jumps into yes, the water. Nick yeah. Cage jumps into the water mm-hmm. to help him. Mm-hmm. Which is like one. Why would you jump? It's gross, dirty water. And yeah. you're and he's so it's like it's sort of there's like two levels. So they're up on the top level, or on the they're on a level above this guy's jail cell, mm-hmm. and so they're not in the water at all. Mm-hmm. And then you see that the guy is only like up to his neck. So mm-hmm. there's like four feet of water. So mm-hmm. there's not enough to like cushion your your, it's not a pool yeah and like the there's this the staircase just walks yeah you would just walk in water's so brown yeah it's not a place that you would want to jump in but nick cage does yes he does smash cut to uh x-ray of his spine (laughs) broken forever yes he's injured himself in this in saving this person's life Mm -hmm. um and the doctor lets him know that he's going to be in constant pain forever Mm-hmm. So he gives him a prescription for Vicodin. Mm-hmm. And that goes exactly how you think it's going to go. Yep. And yep. then he gets promoted for saving this person. So he becomes mm-hmm. a lieutenant. That's right. Mm-hmm. And thus he goes from mm, moderate detective to bad lieutenant. Ooh, yeah. Um, and I just want to mention here the rest of the cast that rounds out this movie. Oh, yeah. Um, that we will soon to talk about is we've got, of course, Nick Cage as the titular bad mm-hmm. lieutenant. Mm-hmm. Um, exhibit... Mm-hmm. as bad drug dealer Ooh, yeah brad dorif as bad bookie mm-hmm. eva mendez is in there playing bad girlfriend mm-hmm. michael shannon we've got mm-hmm. in like a nice little featured role playing bad sheriff yeah sean haddisey is uh who all those faculty fans out there might remember as the guy from it, not the main <laughs> one, but one of the other ones, the one who's not josh hartnett or elijah wood as other bad daytime detective Mm -hmm. we've got jennifer coolidge in a dramatic role yes as bad stepmom that's right and finally uh 
a huge surprise to us. Such a tiny role. So sad she was only in there for yeah. a second. But Faruza Balk as bad traffic cop. Yeah. Oh, Faruza. Mm-hmm. This is uh, their second film together. Yeah, complete the trilogy. Yeah. Uh, they don't have share a scene. They no. probably <laughs> didn't see each other at all. No, 100% not. <laughs> um, yeah, Faruza Balk. She's great. Yeah, she is great. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, so crime happens and a uh, bad lieutenant tries to uh, solve the crime. Mm-hmm. It's a bunch of murders. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he does by committing crimes himself. Mm-hmm. Smaller crimes. And it's in the beginning, they're kind of like gray area crimes. Like you're like, he might be kind of a good person, maybe. Yeah, Who yeah. knows? Okay, well, he didn't address these people, yeah. but he is stealing their drugs. Etc. Yeah. It's a lot of drug stealing. Yes, totally. Mm-hmm. Um, and he gets in deep with gambling mm-hmm. and he gets in deep with uh some other uh drug gang. Yes. Because uh his girlfriend, Eva Mendez, mm-hmm. uh it was like being beaten up by this dude, and so he threatened him. Mm-hmm. And then so he gets in deep with uh, a, a a bookie and mm-hmm. then he gets in deep with th- these crime guys and then he gets in deep with these drug crime guys mm-hmm. and so it's like this triple threat of mm-hmm. bad situations yeah it's and like then, a fruple of crime hell yeah <laughs> and then they somehow just like all work themselves out yeah yeah which is like so great <laughs> It is, yeah. There's, uh, there's quite a lot of, yeah. There's various crimes, and mm-hmm. we kind of we get we get deeper into it. He gets deeper into it. Uh, there are more consequences, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Mm-hmm. And then it hits a point where like, uh, like four things in a row, and I mean literally in a row. Like he is sitting He's, at his desk yeah. in work, and people just come in and out like game show, can like late night totally. host um, guests. And just come in and like, hey, bad lieutenant, I've got, his name's not bad lutenant, his name is Terrence. Um, <laughs> this is important, important distinction because we learned from producer Greg that in the a bad lieutenant movie starring Harvey, Harvey Keitel. Yeah, he, his name is just bad lieutenant. So anyway. Um, so First name bad. Last, last name, name lieutenant. lieutenant. <laughs> he was a French man originally. Uh, we... uh, <laughs> lieutenant Mel. Um, <laughs> <laughs> apologies to France. <laughs> Uh, and so then there's just like a series of people coming in and being like, Hey, Nick Cage, remember that gambling you've got? You actually won after all. All your debts are paid and here's 10 grand. Bye. Bye. Hey, bad Lieutenant. Remember you got mad at me for beating up your girlfriend and I, uh, I sicked some crime guys on you. We cool now, dude. We cool. Bye. <laughs> and then like another thing after that. So much oh, yeah, so that we were his, like, his what? boss comes in and is like, oh, yeah. hey, we found this integral piece of evidence to tie this person to the scene. And now the case is closed. Mm-hmm. Um, Great job. Good job, dude. <laughs> yeah. And then it's like a smash cut to one year later where he gets promoted to captain. And now mm-hmm. he's bad captain. Yeah, bad captain. Or... Mm. Is he good captain now? Oh, no. No. He is not. No. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Very early on in the film, there's a scene where he uh, 
chases down to like a couple coming out of a club and he's like so you match a description of people buying drugs give me your let me see your shit mm-hmm. and then uh he ends up having sex with the woman while her boyfriend watches mm-hmm. and he, she like smokes crack and then blows the smoke into his mouth mm-hmm. it's gross yeah and it's not like that happens in another scene later like it's immediately in the parking lot yeah and then like across the street from this nightclub totally and then the after the after the one year later after like immediately after he's been promoted as captain mm-hmm. he pulls the same thing at the club yeah. he tracks down a couple and is like hey you guys match the description he's just trying to find drugs um and then yeah mm-hmm and then the ending after that is actually like it's kind of a really beautiful ending. Yeah. So you get that completion from you see the the guy that Nick Cage saved in the prison. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like a room service guy. Uh, at this hotel that Nick Cage is doing a bunch of drugs at. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and this guy totally turned his life around and is like one year sober, and so, mm-hmm. um, he. Uh, like helps him out and he takes him to the aquarium. Yeah, they go to aquarium and they just like are there. And it's like the end shot is like a really long take. And I think Nick Cage is just like staring into the lens of the camera. Yeah. And then it ends with him like chuckling. Yeah. And they're just, they're just sitting in front of a giant tank of sharks and they're yeah. just talking in front of sharks. Yeah. Um looking out. It looks great. Like it's a really it's a really nice ending. Yeah. It's like visually really beautiful. Yeah. It's a satisfactory conclusion. Yeah. Good job, bad lieutenant. Mm-hmm. This movie is very highly rated. Yes. What's uh, the Rotten Tomatoes? It is 85%. Yeah, the critics really liked it. It's got an audience score of 57%, so mm. which I, I totally understand cuz like this character is pretty reprehensible mm-hmm. and like straight up commits a lot of crimes and doesn't learn. <laughs> yeah. And doesn't grow as a person. Totally. It's similar to do you know the movie or the book Filth? Where the movie I've heard had of it. is that Chuck Palahniuk? Uh, no, it no. was Irvin Welsh. Oh, okay. Uh I I've heard of it. Is that the one with no punctuation? Kind, parts of it. Okay. Um, there's It's like similar, but it's like a British or like not British. Ugh, pardon me. Scottish. <gasps> How dare <laughs> you? How dare sorry, Scotland. Sorry. Sorry. Um, you are separate. You're your own thing. You yeah. know that. Um, it, it's like an American version vaguely of that. Like not really because um, Filth has like a lot of there's like a magic realism moment where like he gets uh a worm like a stomach worm and then the worm starts to have monologues over top of text in the book Mm -hmm. and then the worm like becomes sentient and stuff which is really really cool anyway and the movie is really good or like Mm. a really great adaptation of that anyway but it's kind of like a similar ish however i would say nick cage is less bad than Mm. like james mcavoy's character oh he's less evil well that's good yeah but yeah kind of like similar things so if you're like oh i like that book or movie Check out Bad Lieutenant, colon, Ooh. port of call, Nolens. Nolens. Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah, so that's fun. Allie, what did you think of the movie? I had a fun time. Um, 
I think this is actually the second time I've seen it. Okay. But I don't, re- I hadn't remembered anything from the first viewing. I may have fallen asleep. Greg is nodding. Yes. <laughs> it's confirmed. Yes, it is confirmed. We're getting a confirmation. Yes. Um, yeah, so I did fall asleep, so I wasn't really prepared for what I was about to watch. Sure. Um, I, I enjoyed it. I think normally I really don't like watching, like, awful characters doing awful things. Mm. But, but, like, Nick Cage is so engaging and, like, Ultimately, I never doubted his devotion to the case. Mm. I was like, because at one point he like, he meets up with the drug dealer and is like, I'm going to work for you because whatever, fuck it. Um, And he's like, oh, aren't you worried about that massacre that I supposedly did? And he's like, I never cared. And I was like, no, no. Because like deep down, I'm like, I get it. You like for him the ends justify the means and it's like obviously not how i would do things um but uh but like i get it even when he and like even when he's threatening these old ladies and i'm like yeah sure i get it you're fucked out of your mind and your only goal is to find um who whoever killed this family Mm -hmm. so like yeah I, uh, yeah, I enjoy, I like that things work out for him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cause ultimately like he has bad tactics. Yes. <laughs> but good intentions. Yeah, that's true. Like there's nothing. Or maybe he just has blinders on. I don't know. Maybe. In any case, I think everything, uh, that character does which is whatever percentage portion bad and whatever percentage portion kind of good or neutral or mm, ambiguous and whatever portion is like just goofy. Yeah. Um, I always believe it and I see where it comes from and it doesn't seem, it doesn't seem even though like it, there batshit things happen at times in this movie. It's not like it. I don't feel like it's disconnected to what's been set up or what, like Nick Cage is doing or what happens yeah. in the world, even when there's like, there's some like mm, kind of like hallucination stuff that happens, <laughs> but the way that it, the manner in which it happens and like the times it comes in and mm-hmm. everything I think makes so much sense and isn't done in like a, I don't know, whatever I would have imagined if you asked me 24 hours ago, like picture a hallucination scene in a movie Yeah, is like, Oh no, it's like, like there's a, there's a, particular moment when like he when nick cage comes to actually val kilmer's in the scene to like a stakeout or like oh Mm -hmm. it's a bunch of cops like staking out a house or something like that and there's these two iguanas in the scene and like a couple of lines in nick cage is like what what's up with these iguanas or whatever and val (laughs) kilmer's like what are you talking about i'm talking to you about the case like we're having on this nick cage is like no like fucking iguanas on my coffee table there's iguanas on here and he's like there's no iguanas there what are you talking about we're doing work and it's yeah. And then is there an iguana sex scene? It's like there's weird close-ups and then there's weird music of just the iguanas. And then at one point one it's actually an iguana and a bearded dragon. So like I think the oh. bearded dragon like crawls off of the iguana. Right. I don't know, but we go into like yeah, there's like a change in 
camera tone. and in tone <laughs> and all of a sudden we're in a guana world yeah which happens earlier with gator cam yes <laughs> by the side of the road yeah. so it's not the only time we go there yeah um reptiles are a big thing in this film yeah what do they mean what's the symbol what's the dramaturgy of reptiles yeah well let's see they come in okay there's when we meet feruza balk's character briefly mm-hmm. uh there's been a car accident because someone's hit a gator mm-hmm. and then later there's a live gator mm-hmm. watching this yeah we don't get to see more of them and then there's, we and then it's like very intense gator cam of yes. like this mm-hmm. it's like a really close-up of this gator eye and then it just like wanders off and the camera it's like almost monster vision but like yes you can see the gator as well mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's like oh and then there's also the name of the club that nick cage is like trolling young people outside mm-hmm. of which it's the same club he goes to both times we see the name of it and it's gator room or mm-hmm. the ga- or gators room yeah something like that yeah so we do specifically like see the yeah. name of that and then the movie sh- starts with like a shot of a snake in the water that's right yeah and then we know from like those lines in the jail cell about like there's snakes in here yeah help me yeah yeah and then uh one of the, th- the thing with the fish um when he's investigating the crime scene he sees the a, a poem that someone had written about their pet beta yeah, fish. that's true. And then it ends with him saying, like, do fish dream? And then they're at the aquarium. Oh, yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah. yeah and we get to see the little, it's a little beta in a cup, yeah. like in a glass. Yeah. So I'm wondering, hmm. like, what is, I mean, these are also, like, all mostly, except for the fish. Mm-hmm. But, like, all the reptiles are, like, naturally occurring, like, New Orleans, um creatures Mm -hmm. and it's also it was filmed right after the hurricane so it's like maybe a situation where um sort of like now where like everyone's inside and nature's Mm -hmm. sort of like taking over yeah so like there's this horrifying disaster and there's um and like nature has sort of like reclaimed things so like water is seeping into this prison and and that sort of thing Mm -hmm. so like i'm wondering if that maybe has something to do with it or Maybe it has to do with, like, the cold, unfeeling reptile. Mm. Right. I like both of those. Yeah. I like the notion of, like, because it is set sort of just post-Katrina, mm-hmm. there's a lot of, like, um, you say, like, environmental damage, um, like, physical like physical stuff damage mm-hmm. and emotional damage as well um and then there's also like a kind of a notion of like post storm or especially post storm where uh like the ocean is involved of like things getting dredged up from the sea yeah you know like things washing ashore and i think that's like there's a potential in this movie of that being what like sea life and Mm -hmm. reptile life and also like the mirror of that in say like a human like nick cage yeah that like things getting like washed up like yeah. gross stuff on the shores of your conscious or whatever yeah cool all cool yeah nice and also lizards are dope and they look sweet on film hell yeah also yeah. fun fact all of the lizard footage was filmed by Werner Herzog <laughs> <laughs> which I think is so wild agreed um 
Do you want to hear some fun facts about yes. uh, Werner Herzog? Yes, please. Who, uh, of course, directed this movie. Yeah. Um, okay, so here's just like one of probably a million different articles of like fun facts about this dude. So here's some fun things. Um, he once walked from Munich to Paris. Wow. Yeah. Long. He's eaten his own shoe. I just watched that documentary. <laughs> Why? It's on. So he had a bet. So it's on. If you have the Criterion channel, mm-hmm. um, it's on there. It's like a half hour or something like that. But like basically he made a bet with his friend who was another filmmaker that his friend was never going to make um, this movie that he wanted to make because he mm-hmm. kept saying he kept saying it. And Werner Herzog's like, you're never going to make this movie. And his friend's like, I am too. And he's like, OK, if you make that movie. Like, if you truly film the movie and you make the movie and you put out the movie, I will eat my shoe. <laughs> and so he made the movie. And so then Werner Herzog had to eat his shoe. And so it's like a whole, it was like a live event. Wow. Which, if you were there, amazing. Yeah, um, right he, in. Like, yeah, he like selects the shoe and he selects like a leather shoe because he thinks like, oh, it's skin so it'll cook and he goes to like a restaurant and the restaurant like teaches him like how to cook and season the shoe and like (laughs) it gets boiled in a pot and oh my god it's like it's a whole thing that's amazing so highly recommend i respect him more right yeah good follow through yeah yeah true to his word um he's been shot while being interviewed what yeah, this is also like By the like interviewer? A no, he oh, okay. was shot. I have the story right here. Uh, Herzog was famously shot with an air rifle while doing an interview with the BBC in a Los Angeles park, and the whole thing was caught on film. The filmmaker pulled up his shirt to reveal the bloody wound, telling the interviewer, it's not significant. <gasps> um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, and then he, oh, it's not the only time he's been shot at. It's just the only time it was filmed. Oh, my God. Why do people keep wanting to shoot him? I don't know. He says, quote, I was shot at more seriously in my life when filming, uh, cross while filming, crossing illegally a border from Honduras into Nicaragua. The moment itself is unpleasant, but there's a great exhilaration to be shot at unsuccessfully. <laughs> I, th- I think Winston Churchill said the same thing as a young man because he was shot at as well. Another fact, he rescued Joaquin Phoenix after a car crash. What? Oh, yeah. In 2006, Joaquin Phoenix was driving and he got ran. He ran off the road and he flipped his car. <gasps> he was in the wreckage and he started to light a cigarette, but he stopped when Werner Herzog, when a man standing outside, like tapped on the glass and was like, don't do that. Relax. Um, and it was Werner Herzog and gasoline was leaking into the car so Werner Herzog broke a window and helped Joaquin Phoenix out holy shit and said like no don't light a smoke right now (laughs) sorry Joaquin Phoenix got into a car he flipped his car and his first impulse was to have a cigarette 100% I mean I guess everyone copes with trauma in their own way but Mm -hmm. like oh mercy yeah um yeah so oh um he also allegedly only owns one suit and one pair of shoes and he doesn't have a cell phone yeah one shoe now (laughs) and he doesn't like truman capote (laughs) (laughs) that's a celebrity beef i am really interested in yeah great so there's some fun facts about Werner herzog wow Werner, full life how old is he i think he's in his 70s i can look it up what a, what a wild dude. Mm, he's 77. 
Hmm. I like that he's an actor now. He's just yeah. in stuff. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah. I uh what a what a wild life. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> uh what else has he directed? He has directed do 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 Da, 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 da. Dee, 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 dee. And was he the one who was in Jack Reacher? Yes. Okay, great. And The Mandalorian. And The Mandalorian. Um, so he's directed a bunch of like weird German art house movies. Sounds about right. Um, and then oh, he's directed a version of Wojtek. Okay. Which theater nerds will know as a play. Yep. Um Let's see. Also, uh, Nosferatu the Vampire, Scream of Stone, Invincible, The Wild Blue Yonder, Rescue Dawn, My Son, My Son, What Have Ye Done? Um, Let's see. And then a number of documentaries, which are, let's see. One called How Much Wood, What a Woodchuck Chuck. Let's see. Oh, quite a lot. Uh, Little Dieter Needs to Fly, which I believe is on Netflix. Cool. Um, Wings of Hope, My Best Friend. Uh, Grizzly Man, mm-hmm. which I think is his big one. Encounters at the End of the World, Cave of Forgotten Dreams, um, which I think my dad quite likes. Um, and then ha- shout out to Camille's dad. Uh, and then Happy People, A Year in the Taiga. Mm-hmm. Into the Abyss, which I assume is about water and I would like to watch immediately. Yes. Um, Into the Inferno. Which sequel is I, about fire? I hope so. Uh, <laughs> and then the most recent... Oh, never mind. Uh, but two recent ones are called Meeting Gorbachev and Nomad, colon, in the footsteps of Bruce Chatwin. Wow. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever seen any other Werner Herzog-directed mm. films. He also plays himself in a... I don't think it's on here, but he plays himself in a mockumentary that's, <laughs> like, about cryptozoology. What does that mean? Like, what about, is cryptozoology? Uh, it's like the study of like the Loch Ness monster and Bigfoot oh, and Yeti cool. and stuff. Yeah, so I remember seeing it, and it's like, um, yeah, I can't remember what it, I'm not finding it here, but uh, yeah, it's like a the movie is like a fictional mockumentary, but he plays Werner Herzog, the documentarian, and people are like, <laughs> you should come make a documentary about. I think it's the Loch Ness monster. Cool. They're like, we're gonna find proof of it, and he's like, okay. Um, and then a, a number of like silly and serious things happen. Amazing. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. I want to be his friend. Yeah. He seems fun. Yeah. Seems like it would be a fun set. Hell yeah. Uh, fun in like a interesting, I need to oh, know everything yeah. that happens. Yeah. Yeah. Not fun in like a woo. Woo <laughs> sort yeah. of way. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Um, well, yes. Ooh, shall we talk about the Val of it all? We shall. We shval. We shval? Uh, so Val Kilmer plays uh, Detective Steve. Stevie. Put, 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 can, put, Nick, put, 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 man. Yeah, that sounds right. Steve, Detective Steve. Yeah, Detective Steve. Yeah. Bad Detective Steve. He's, he's a bad detective. Yeah, he's bad. Yeah. He immediately, uh, from the beginning, even when they're like kind of schlucking around pre, like in the jail that's flooding. Val Kil- when Nick Cage like makes the decision to okay I'm gonna jump in and save this guy Val Kilmer's like no but why no, but why it's just a human life come on, come on. The, fi- so the firefighters will be here soon mm-hmm. um yeah and so we see that and then he shows up like briefly but the- I don't think they really have any like 
real interactions. But at the mm-hmm. end, he they so they it's been the sting. They've uh, they're arresting the guy who's responsible for this massacre, mm-hmm. and Nick Cage is like cuff him, Stevie, and then uh, Val Kilmer's like no, and he's like trying to get the he's trying to get exhibit to like go for a gun so he can kill him. Mm-hmm. He's like looking for an excuse to murder this guy. Yeah. Basically. And, and then I believe he says, quote, like Val Kilmer's character says, quote, let's kill him and then steal his shit just yeah. out loud in front yeah. of both of them. Um, yeah. And then Nick Cage is like, no. And then, <laughs> uh, yeah. And then just like takes the, uh, takes the gun away from like within reaching distance of exhibit. So Mm -hmm. like, uh, and make sure that he goes to jail and like properly pays for his crimes. Mm -hmm. So this is why I think that Val Kilmer is like a character foil for, um, for bad Lieutenant, Mm -hmm. which I mean, I guess, cause I did say earlier that bad Lieutenant has no personal growth. Mm. But it seems like he does. He does, but it's not like in an upward arcane, like now it's, here's the journey of the character. It's gently up. It's, it's, it feels like sideways momentum. Yeah. Because he's 100%. still willing to commit crimes. For sure. And there's like little bumps yeah. of both cocaine and character growth. Yes. One of my favorite you know, quotes is, uh, is Nick Cage saying, I snorted something that I thought was cocaine, but it turned out to be heroin. Yeah. And I'm, I, how do you tell the difference? I don't know. That was something. Okay, here is I'm something. I'm such a square, Camille. Me too. People who know the facts, write in thesinnovels at gmail.com or producer Greg. Um, because one thing in this movie that I would say, um, and I have a, I have like a movie trivia, not mm-hmm. trivia, it's just a fact thing about it, um, is like, there's a lot of random white powder in the movie. Oh, yeah. And sometimes it's clear. It always. It seems to me that it's just always cocaine, but it's not. It's not. It, there's sometimes it's crack, which, which I don't know. Crack is cocaine that you smoke. Yes. Okay. So it doesn't have to be in like <laughs> rock form. I don't think so. No. Okay. Okay. So, okay. <laughs> We've never been more out of our depth, y'all. Huh. Nope, <laughs> not at all. And then sometimes it's heroin, and then yes. sometimes it's pure, and sometimes it's cut with stuff. Yeah. So if it's <laughs> so if it's too pure, you can overdose super quickly. Mm. So that's why. But like, what do you cut it with? Cocaine, <laughs> baking soda, more cocaine, more cocaine. Yes, Flour. aspirin, Flour. powder, sugar, powder, sugar. Are we able to get an expert into the room here to tell us the difference between all of these powders if we're supposed to know the difference in the movie? Yeah. It's mostly cocaine. Okay. It's mo- like what he's smoking is mostly crack, right? Crack cocaine. Okay. Um, which is why when he's like, I thought it was I thought it was cocaine and it turned out to be heroin. Mm-hmm. Um, heroin does basically the opposite of what cocaine does. Mm. Ah, of um, course. Cocaine gives you that gives you that really big euphoria high, um, where you're like, I can do anything. I am so I have so much energy. He plays the movie like he's on cocaine for most of the movie. Okay. Um, But it's when you get real sluggish and like really like like dreamy euphoric. Mm -hmm. That's heroin. 
right? Heroin slows everything down. Heroin is a downer. Yeah, cocaine speeds everything up. Okay, okay. Cocaine is an upper. Gotcha. So what's the difference? Okay, so what's the difference between cocaine and crack cocaine? Oh, you uh, crack cocaine, you smoke it. But no, but like sensation wise, like what's the benefit? Oh, um, it lasts a less amount of time, I guess. I have no idea what the mm. what the benefit of it is. All I know is that it's cheaper. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Mm. And that the government invented it. I yes, I have been told that. Yeah. That seems yeah. true. Yeah. I'd buy that to yeah. keep the to keep people below the poverty line. Yeah, that below makes sense. the poverty line and dead. Yeah. Yeah, mm. that seems yeah. Um, very plausible. Yeah, agreed. Mm. <sighs> okay, Allie, if you were, okay, if you had to do mm-hmm. cocaine, crack cocaine, oh or heroin. Oh, God. And, um, but it uh, it's magical in that um, you don't have to deal with, like, the tomorrow consequences <laughs> with any of them. No. Like, there's... Tomorrow. There's okay. no not because the world is ending. Yes, and um, I have an assortment of drugs. Yes, yes, <laughs> that's the scenario. Okay, I would probably try. Um, I would probably try regular cocaine because I don't like smoking, so I wouldn't be interested in crack. Mm-hmm. I also um, just think heroin is scarier. I don't like because. It's typically injected, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. I'm not about. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think here's what I would do. I would take I would take cocaine, but I wouldn't want to snort it. I would probably rub it into my gums because <laughs> it seems the less the least gross way to, yes. to consume a drug. Yes, I agree, and my answer is exactly the same. <laughs> In every manner and for every reason. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. But truly, if the world was ending, I think I would just eat an entire jar of dill pickles and then drink the juice. That sounds good. You'd be primed for the rapture. The, the rapture because you have all those electrolytes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it's just like one of those things that like, oh, I know I shouldn't want to drink pickle juice. <laughs> But if, but you know whenever you do, there's that shot that's like a whiskey and pickle juice. Yeah, it's delicious. Yeah, that's true. Um, I think pickle juice is actually supposed to be good for you. Legitimately, really? it's like good post workout. This is a Ooh. fact I learned. Maybe yeah. we should all do shots of pickle juice after our workout. We could, tomorrow. yes. Ooh. So for all of you li- listeners, um, part of our quarantine regimen has been to participate in Joe Wicks's PE class. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joe Wicks is a celebrity trainer, um, and when the schools closed, he was like, don't worry, guys, I got you. So every morning, Monday to Friday, at 9 a.m. UK time, he live streams uh, a personal, like, a a workout. Mm -hmm. And so it's, like, meant to be, like, gym class for kids so that you can just, like, put them in front of YouTube and be like, here, just exercise for an hour or half an hour. Mm -hmm. And then parents started doing them and be like, and then they started being like, oh, this is hard because <laughs> yeah. it's just high intensity interval training for a half an hour. Yeah. <laughs> um, so maybe I'll do a shot of pickle juice after mm-hmm. that. That sounds pretty good. Yeah. Um, Allie, before we close it out here, I do have like one <laughs> quote from you on Nick Cage's persona performance mm. um throughout the movie Bad Lieutenant. Mm-hmm. I think it would also include like costume design mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. um the weird choice 
whoever's choice it was to like shave his his haircuts really off-putting oh, in God. this movie yeah it's a he's bad got, like, haircut no sideburns yeah it's uncomfortable but you said quote and this is near the end of the movie you said quote he looks like he's rotting. He looks like he <laughs> dies in the first minute of this movie, and now he's just decomposing. Yeah. Which I would agree with. Yeah. It's like his suit gets progressively bigger, and his, like, his like shoulder posture gets more pronounced. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, it is wild. He's like Richard III by the end, because yes. his one arm <laughs> is starting to creep up. It is a physical performance. Yes, very yeah. much so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you haven't seen it, I recommend watching it unless mm-hmm. you're um, triggered by violence and drug use and um, general awful beh- behavior. Totally. Um, what would you give the movie? Hmm. You ran in. I would give this movie um, three and a half iguanas <laughs> out of five prison snakes. Nice. I would give it... I think like a solid seven souls dancing mm-hmm. out of let's say a potential eleven uh, crack pipes. Great, lucky crack pipes. Yeah. What was your favorite scene, Camille? Mm, probably. Oh, that that crazy one in in the nursing home where he entered the one that we played at the beginning where he's shaving just the whole thing like beginning to end it's hard to beat it's hard to beat yeah it's great yeah for a second i had um a moment where i was like okay cool on our next nick cage movie that we do this is not a nick cage podcast this is a val Mm -hmm. kilmer podcast true um i was uh because He's he's he goes wild in all of his films, but it's um we were watching it with a pal Meg and she had mentioned that like oh Eva Mendez and him don't work together with his with this haircut, and <laughs> and that was really I was really uh tickled by that because it's so true it's like you know he's not a bad looking guy no he was very handsome in Moonstruck and Raising Arizona and mm-hmm. like. And that in Mandy, I would say, yeah, she's like grizzled and yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. He he can he can get it, yeah, but <laughs> but it's so dependent on his haircut. Yes, and this is a bad Nick Cage haircut. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Anyway, yes, just that because like mm-hmm. he he also plays opposite Eva Mendez in Ghost Rider, mm-hmm. and like that makes sense to me. In uh, he's got a better haircut. He's like cooler he's he's a he's like a daredevil um uh uh motorcycle driver right driver rider he's a rider of ghosts right yeah he's he's just much cooler and he's got a better haircut so like that pairing just makes more sense to me Mm -hmm. yeah anyway interesting Mm -hmm. well well bye bye you fucks i hate you i hate you both I should, I should fucking vote. Just right now, I should fucking kill you fucking both!